Welcome to Pl- Playback by Playlister, the bi-weekly podcast where you can stay current on technology and leadership ideas that impact you. Here's today's host and Playlister CEO, Grant Glass. I'm here with Kelly Taylor, and Kelly, tell me a little bit about your organization. So I work at Northview Church, and um, we are a large church with multiple different locations, and so um, we are an organization that basically needs to be able to use the same um, format for all of our campuses, and so Playlister really helps us do that. Yeah, and Kelly, remind me, is it seven campuses, eight? What's the total? Um, Seven with kids. Seven with kids. That's never a dull day. No, not at all. Tell us a little bit about your your background, Kelly. What what, what is your day-to-day, week-to-week look like at Northview? Um, Day-to-day, basically, I'm in in charge of getting all the volunteers scheduled in, making sure the curriculum is correct and coming up with Mm. games and just different things like that, um, making sure that the technology and things like that run smoothly for the weekend and um, meetings and so on from there. And Kelly, how long uh, have you been, um, have you been a teacher? Is that what originally you went to school for? Tell me a little bit about yourself and your personal mission. Um. I was a PE teacher before I took the position here at Northview nice. as the elementary okay. coordinator, and so that was always a lot of fun. Um, but I transitioned to my role a year ago um, in January, and so I have. Um, it's been fun to bring my background of PE into the just the kids area here at Northview. So it's been a lot of fun that way. So. Well, I'm sure, yeah, I mean, I know it's a challenge having that many kids, getting them engaged, right? And you've got so many moving parts, and a lot of the conversations I've been having just have, uh, like, volunteers, just making sure volunteers show up on a regular cadence. I mean, that could be one person's full-time job. (laughs) This is so true. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, is that is that one of the challenges you're seeing is just consistency with with volunteers with messaging? Like, what are what are the challenges that you're seeing in your classrooms today? Um, honestly, I just feel like the world today, everyone's moving at such a fast pace, and so um, kids nowadays are in so many different activities. So a big thing, yes, volunteers is huge of getting volunteers in. Um, once we are able to get people to volunteer, honestly, once they sign up and they do it, they enjoy it um, because we do try to make it as easy as possible for them. We give them the curriculum, like we have everything set up for them. So that's the nice thing, but it's just people have busy lives, and so it's really hard to get them to stop what they're doing and then volunteering again to the kids' program to help out. Mm. So that, that can be difficult but honestly um i'm lucky here at the carmel campus that i have a or here we have a volunteer coordinator and so kurt he actually is able to really own that area of it and so like he brings them in then he gives them to me and then i plug them in from there so that does help a lot but it's still hard to get them to come in because of the fast-paced world yeah and we've been there's been a lot of discussion about um 
here on the podcast, how do you get those people to come in? Is there a silver bullet to get volunteers engaged with the kids, interacting with the kids? Because it's making the kids comfortable, then that really, I think, you're able to execute a great lesson plan where you can have that impact where there's teachable moments. Is that silver bullet, like, content, ease of content, like having the curriculum ready, or is it a combination of a couple of different things? What is it in your mind that really makes the magic happen? Um, honestly, a lot of the times to get people to sign up and to come in, it's normally when, um, like, the Pastor Steve or someone, like a high – Pastor Steve or – there was a time when Kurt Rodbeck, the family pastor, he got up there and kind of mentioned of volunteering. We were able to get more people in that way. Um, mm. But a lot of the times it's from the kids. Like they, the parents will see that the kids enjoy coming to church and they're like, um, we actually want to sign up to volunteer because we want to like figure out why our kids like coming so much. Like that, that's been like a common <laughs> time. Like it's like, wait, you want to find out why they like to come? Okay, sure. We will totally let you come in and volunteer. So um, that's and so it's always different. It's some will just be like, "There's something different down there. I want to experience it." Others are like, yeah. "Hey, Pastor Steve said I need to volunteer," um, and things like that. So it's different. It's for every single person. Yeah, and I've toured the facilities that you guys have. They're amazing. Tell me about. I mean, why why do the kids love coming? I mean, what do you think? It what what's part of uh, your your secret sauce, Kelly? <laughs> secret sauce um we were lucky and we just did a remodel here at the carmel campus in the kids department and um so elementary definitely has changed quite a bit i am just dealing with elementary i don't do early childhood at all um but honestly i think it's just the way we present the gospel to them that we teach Mm. them that you can have fun and learn about jesus all at the same time and so i think that's just something that the kids really enjoy and they and and also the volunteers definitely make it because we have great volunteers so they make the kids feel welcomed and loved and things like that so i don't really think it's a secret sauce i think it's just a lot of like really good things combined into one so yeah that really the really good things combined into to one I used the analogy where it's almost like a symphony and there's a bunch of different instruments, right? And if you get all the instruments playing just the right way, then something special happens. Yes. I've got a hypothesis of what those instruments are. Like there's a Mm -hmm. volunteer part of the instrument that then there's um, lesson plans and there's, there's dedicated people like yourself and there's, you know, technology and all of these kind of blend into the creating an environment where kids want to come learn and engage. I, I'm wondering, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Like when you think of the instruments that are in your symphony, which ones mm-hmm. like really pop in your head as the most important and how do they play together to create that learning experience that really helps the encourages the kids to come every single week and really engage. Um honestly, I think that at Northview we have an awesome like kids team in general that um is able to come together and we collaborate re- really well together to bring yes, we use the orange curriculum, but we bring it into a way that um fits our kids well. So I think like our mm. curriculum going into it can be um 
really it's really well set up for our volunteers then to come in and when they step into the classroom they feel comfortable and confident in what they're doing and then that leads into um, the kids because like when the kids see the volunteers having fun and engaging with them and feeling comfortable with the content that we're doing it it just engages them more um, our large group leaders are absolutely fantastic um, of just leading the kids during large group and getting them excited with worship and doing the little skits. And I have one leader that comes in and he will dress up to make it even more like whatever the theme is for that month. Like he kind of like, we just had um, kid theology. And so he kind of brought in all this sciencey stuff and he had like a wig and, you know, just like all these extra things to, and the kids had fun with it. And then they were able to walk away talking about the, like, really big topics, talking about the Trinity. They were like, Mom, Dad, hmm. did you know God is three in one? He's God, the like, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you know, walking away of learning all of this. And so, um, so yeah, I think all of those together, and then just a fun environment, because the kids have fun, and so they want to come, and then I know what they're learning yeah. when they're here. So yeah. I think all that wrapped into one would be all our instruments. Now, you just, I, I know <clears throat> you just mentioned getting done with the um, remodel for one of your campuses, and a lot of the organizations I'm talking to, they're, they're multi-site, they're renovating different parts of that, and a lot of, it's, it's interesting to me that a lot of forward thinking happens in the kids' ministry where you've yes. got the kids' rooms that really start to enable cutting-edge technology because those are often the rooms where you need to have the highest level engagement, and you've got an mm -hmm. audience with yeah. Generation Z that mm -hmm. is used to being engaged with technology, but it's a, it's a, it's a tightrope balancing act of not too much technology. So not I'm wondering much, in the yeah. next few, yeah, right. And I'm wondering in the next few years, how do you see your organization or other similar organizations evolving? Oh, um, honestly, I have no idea, but I do know that um, technology has a huge thing in it because just us switching over from um, using like proper presenter and everything like that to now using playlister and having the like the apple tv type technology um like even it's just nice being able to do so many different things with that technology and bringing um things to the kids that way um i honestly have no idea how to answer that up because i will have no clue how it's going to go but i do know that it has a lot to do with technology because you can do so much with it and so I kind of just look forward to finding out <laughs> if that. Yeah, I know yeah, that I know that doesn't answer your question, but well, well, it, it, there's a piece there that interests me is the, is the juxtaposition of like the message that you're conveying week in and week out, mm -hmm. and then also the use of technology and making sure that it's the right blend. So it kind of I've heard on the podcast a couple times like blends into the background where it, it creates an environment where kids want to learn. It's not just there to distract them while their parents yeah. are 
not with them, right? There, there's Correct. Because that's not going to lead to teaching. That's not going to lead to a healthy conversation at the dinner table about, you know, what you learned at church. Uh, so I, 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 I'm always kind of searching for what is that technology component. And a lot of what I'm hearing is um, utilizing video content, TV screens, and maybe like projectors in unison with like great volunteers and then yeah. just large, nice, well-lit and well-decorated uh, kids' rooms. Like that simple combination, it's not a hard playbook. It's just that simple combination mm-hmm. can really like set it off for a phenomenal experience. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that because tech- technology only goes so far um, because it dip- like the one leader I was talking about he is so theatrical that like the kids look forward to him being up there more than they like the yeah. little the screens in the background type thing, you know. Right. And but yeah. when the video comes up for the message, like that engages them in a different way, and then he comes back up once again, and he is interactive also with them. So I think it's a yeah. double thing. So. Well, that's what I love about the the orange content is like me as a parent, like I can, I can watch the videos and then I can talk to my child and know and know like, Hey, this is what they learned. And then ask them about the video and can have a conversation then about um, just how they felt about it. What, what did they take away from it? So it is only amplified with an amazing volunteer that's there every single week. It just kind of, it's the amplifier, right? It's like three X, five X to 10 X on that message. Um, so it sounds like you got a lot of great people working with you. The the final question I have, and I really switch gears here, is I am a huge book bookworm. So I, okay. I, I love love reading. I always got at least two to three books going at one time. And yeah. I'm I'm curious to hear what book do you find yourself recommending the most to people, or what book do you really enjoy? And, and this can be a, a bunch of recommendations. I'm all for it because I, I I like adding things to my reading list, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um I I tend to love um like Lisa Bevere and John Bevere's um books. I'm absolutely obsessed with both of their writing styles. At the moment I'm reading a John Bevere um God Where Are You? And mm. I just absolutely and utterly like love their writing style and they just um, for me, like if I, like, I love those types of books, um, because they just write on so many different topics. And even if you feel like, Oh, you know what? I don't really feel that way right now, but like you read it and like just brings like the scripture to life for you. And so that's why I enjoy reading those books. So, um, when my friends are looking for something, I always tend to point them in a direction of one of their books, depending on what they are looking for. So that's just okay. me, though. Yeah, no, that's great. And uh, for folks listening, I'm going to add links to the show notes so you can go and, and buy uh, John's book or Lisa's book. Uh, I know they're USA Today best-selling authors, so mm-hmm. it is a very yeah. good recommendation, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate your, your time this afternoon, and thank you for coming on, and we'll see you soon. For more ideas or to simply learn more about today's podcast, 
visit us online at www.playlister.app forward slash podcast. 